Today's show is sponsored by Black Star Line Cigars, where cigars are a daily operation. Shop custom blend cigars, infused cigars, and other products at www.blackstarline.shop. This is Faith, and thank you for tuning in to Faith Over Everything podcast, where I cover everything, whether it's pop culture, religion, politics, relationships, fashion, beauty, entertainment, black culture, whatever is on your hearts and minds, we are talking about it on the show. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode available on all your favorite streaming platforms and enjoy the show. Thanks, guys, for tuning in to another episode of the show. Um, I have a very special guest on with me today, and um, she has really been helping small businesses, entrepreneurs. I am going to, she does so much, and I, I want her to introduce herself because she is a lady of many talents and gifts, okay? So with that being said, I want to welcome Natalie to the show. Hey! <laughs> thank you for having me I'm super excited if you can't tell right no I love the excitement no thank you for coming on and connecting with me tell the listeners all about you and what you do awesome well my name is Nathalie Nelson Parker I am the proud daughter of Jamaican immigrants uh, and I like to include that because it just says how resilient my parents were to leave from another country to come to America for their American dream uh, and to give me another opportunity so I am very much the product of their sacrifice, hard work, and tears. I'm originally from Far Rockaway, Queens, New York. Hey, yo, Queens, get the money, long time, no cash. <laughs> uh, and, you know, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that is so much a part of why I do what I do. I help uh, individuals, organizations, nonprofits, as well as small business leaders to lead, innovate, and transform so that they can have funding and sustainability um, in their mission-based business or work. And I do that through grants, through courses, uh, through books, uh, <laughs> through events and conferences, um, and through coaching and consulting. And so we're really excited, my husband and I, to be able to take our life experiences um, and to help um, others to invest in the work that they're called to do and not have to worry about finding the funding and the resources to do it. Mm, that's awesome because that is so needed. And as you know, just I, I think there's been a huge sweep and wave in terms of um, entrepreneurship and people getting out there and doing their own thing. And so with that being said, a lot of times they aren't prepared or equipped to have the financing to really run their business. So this service is especially needed for that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just one of the things. Oh, yeah. Great question. How did we get into it? It's really one of those things where we like I didn't wake up one day and was like, you know what I want to do in my life? I want to be a grant writer. <laughs> uh, it's really one of those things that, you know, we're scrappy, right? Particularly when you come from, uh, you know, I come from the inner city considered an impoverished community like you learn not just to be resilient but you also learn to be resourceful and so my first career was actually as an educator and this was the pivotal moment for me so being 
um, first generation American. I'm a, I'm the first to do a lot of things. First to graduate, first to go to graduate school, first to start a business, you know, first in a lot of areas. And because I was first, um, I had a lot of moments where I came across dream killers. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I graduated from an Ivy League school, I sat down and told my professor during my exit interview that I wanted to teach in one of the highest paying school districts. And he looked at me, girl, and he said, you will never get that job. <gasps> and that, yeah, he said, he said, you will never get that job. Wow. And so that moment was so formational for me. I, I, he had very good reasons. You're a new teacher, you're just starting, you don't have the experience, uh, people don't retire from school districts like that. He had all of the valid reasons. But it was the moment that I internalized that I was a world changer and that I realized that my vision, my perspective was different than others. Mm-hmm. And so for anyone who's watching, who's like building this business, building an organization, and you're having those moments where it's like, it seems impossible. You know how we do your little business, your little, <laughs> you know, anyone who has those situations with dream killers, it's so important that we look inward. And so that moment when he told me what I couldn't do is the moment that I made up on my mind that I'm not going to let nobody stop me from what God has placed inside of me. And so that moment, I feel like not only did I become a world changer, but I also was able to see, girl, you was dreaming too small because not only did I get that job in the school district, I got two. So my first year, I was making six figures. And it was like, boom, light bulb went off that you literally uh, can do anything you set your mind to uh, and God will honor that. And so from that moment, my entire life is not only being the first, but blazing trails for people who are coming after me so that I could never be the last. And so I was the first teacher in that school district. Um, My kids did amazing. I taught at two different schools. Um, And then the dream evolved. I realized, "Mm, I want to have control of my time. I don't want people to pull my strings. I don't want people to let me know when I can take my lunch break, when I could take a walk. (laughs) That didn't work for me. And so I took my educational experience and then I realized, ooh, you're really good at writing. You're really good at curriculum development. You're really good at programming. So anyone who's in your who's in their nonprofit or their business, the best thing to do is to not follow money, but let money follow your actions. Like really go deep on what you're good at, what you love to do, what results you can bring to people. Uh, and so that's how I kind of translated into nonprofit leadership. Uh, writing books, uh, developing courses, and really, really focused on uh, particularly African-American children, youth, and young adults. And now they don't have no money to pay me, right? So (laughs) um, we had to kind of look at who are the people uh, that can, you know, pay us, consult with us, and we can provide transformation for those communities that are often underserved, underrepresented. Um, And that's where um, my husband came in. And at that time, he was just my friend. He was like, "Um, why don't you write grants? Why don't you get some sponsorship? And it's like, I immediately switched from self-funding, scarcity mindset, and leaned into how do you build partnerships 
to get resources for the people that you need it most. And then that skill set of knowing how to build relationships, building up my network, um, making sure that I, I hone in on my niche of servicing the audience that I'm called to serve. I've had relationships with funding organizations, and here we are, a million dollars of grants behind us. And now we're taking that same skill and we're helping other nonprofit small leaders, right? Because it's not good enough to be the first. It's not good enough to do it myself, but I have to replicate, right? So how do we have copy, paste, and repeat so that other non-business, for other small business leaders and nonprofit leaders that look like me, they can have that same success as well. Oh, I love that. That is awesome. So awesome. So I know um, you told us a little bit more about what you do. How are you empowering others to replicate? You said copy, paste, repeat, right? Tell us a little bit more about the services you provide and how you help empower others to do the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. So um, when we started our business, shout out to my husband, Leon Parker, <laughs> the third. Um, when we started our business, it was his Valentine's Day gift to me. Uh, <laughs> it was he's sweet. He, he gets my love language. <laughs> and so when we started the business, it really the first thing we did was um, look into our own stories and journeys and how it could empower people. So the low hanging fruit was just us coming together, um, which was really ordained by God and just like an amazing experience. Uh, I'll tell it quickly. Before I met my husband, I was engaged, living in New York, driving my BMW, living my best life. Mm -hmm. And my mom had went to sleep and was like, I don't feel like the person that you're engaged to is the person that you're gonna marry. I saw your husband, he's brown skin, he wears glasses and he's a pastor. This is like four years before I even met Leon. And baby had a type, okay? Tall, dark, and handsome, like blue, black. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, girl, you need to go back and pray because that's not it. <laughs> Fast forward, I have this like urge, like when I left my six-figure job in New York and packed up my BMW, it was God that was just like pushing me. I didn't know what nonprofit leadership was. I didn't know how to start a nonprofit. I didn't know any of that, but there was just, this tug that I could not ignore. And it's when I went to seminary is when I met my husband. And he's the one that literally has given me the nugget that has touched the lives of, we have over a hundred persons in our course, The Art of Securing Grants. My book has sold thousands of copies on Amazon. It is a five-star rating with 75 reviews. You know, uh, the, the same work that we're doing at that time when I left my job I and went to an HBCU. I didn't know what an HBCU was, but it provided the language, the community, everything that I needed. We are now helping HBCU students to have clarity on their call and purpose. So everything that I'm doing is not chasing money, it's chasing purpose. Mm -hmm. And so I have realized that um, the more that I dig deep into who God created me to be, the more that I really understand my, the clarity of my call and to the people that I'm called to serve, 
that there are these opportunities that we can provide to not only help them, but also bring resources uh, and economically empower communities. And so when we started the business, we named it Civitas, which is Latin for community. Um, so we're all about building community where, where, wherever we are. And so I think that's so important. Um, as we get clarity on what we do, who we do it for, it's always gonna come back to our, I like to say MVPs. What is your mission, vision, and purpose? And how do you live that every day in your nonprofit, in your small business, or in that thing that you're being called to do in the world? Wow, that is a powerful story about your mom saying, hold on, sis, this ain't it. I know <laughs> this is not it. <laughs> but you know what's also crazy, Faith? So like the first thing we do, the first thing we did when we did the business was write the book, I Love My Future HBCU. Okay. And basically, I pulled out my notes. I was at the White House Initiative for HBCUs. I was being honored as an all-star. And I'm like, oh my God, so much great things have happened at my HBCU. I met my husband. I'm here at the White House under Obama administration. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so I pull out my cell phone and I start writing a story to my future child about how I met their father. You know, just like an idea, like, oh, I can, be, I can write a children's book. Don't nothing, nothing about writing children's book. And then when we launched the business and the book actually was published, I found out I was pregnant with my son. In the story, the eldest child is a boy and the youngest is a daughter. Yeah. And so we have a way of when we are obedient to cause or purpose, we have a way of manifesting exactly what God wants for us um, and in our lives. Yes, come on. That's beautiful. I love it. I love it, love, love, love it. Um, so, you know, you're talking about God and manifesting and things of that nature. Aren't you a minister as well? Yeah, but I'm not your mama minister. Uh <laughs> Don't come see me at brunch and ask me no questions. <laughs> Okay, what about you? Because I know your husband is a pastor, right? Yeah, yeah. So you're a first lady. How do you balance? Do you guys have your own church? Yeah, so that is such a good question. And let's get into it, right? Oh, and, and I was laughing when I say I'm not your mama's minister, <laughs> but it is the truth. So I am ordained clergy and my husband is ordained clergy. And we are in two separate denominations. So he's, and that's how we met. We met in seminary, doing our own things in our different ministry contexts. Okay. And so I am serving with the United Methodist Church. I'm an elder in full connection with the North Georgia Conference. Uh, Leon is an elder in full connection in the CME Church, the Christian Methodist Episcopal Church. And so that's the one thing that we always I think attracted to each other that we have our own spaces. So yes. in his context, I'm first lady. Right. <laughs> and in my context, and so that, in that, that I'm Leon's wife, in yes. my context, he's Natalie's husband. So <laughs> we kind of have these different ways that we've answered God's call. But I realized that I have an entrepreneurial ministry. So even though I'm not, you know, wearing a robe or behind a pulpit within stained glass, um, I pastor young adults across the country. Uh, and so I created a program called the National Network of Young Adults, which is an initiative of the United Methodist Church that helps young adults get 
clarity on their call so that they can hear, discern, and respond to who God is calling them to be and what God is calling them to do to make a difference in the world. And so with that, I, I pastor over 300 young adults from over 35 HBCUs. Um, I help their campus ministers um, with programming, with um, opportunities for leadership development, and as well as with events. Uh, and we've provided over half a million dollars in scholarships, internships, travel opportunities to empower them. And so when people say, you're not a real pastor, it's like, no, you know, I'm a real pastor. I'm just doing it differently right. in the world. Absolutely, absolutely. And, um, you know, we need to move from that traditional idea of what a pastor looks like. Like you said, you may not wear a robe, you're not standing behind a pulpit, but you're a leader, you're a teacher, you're an innovator, you're inspiring. So yes, you are a pastor, okay? And we need to tap into that, right? Because there's a lot of us that feel that God is calling us. We feel that we have a purpose to do something more. But because we haven't seen it, and I don't know if you've ever experienced that faith, because you haven't seen it, because you haven't touched it, because you haven't created it, you shun it away because it seems uncomfortable. If there's any one of your listeners feeling that way, I'm going to say lean in. Just lean in a little bit. Yeah. Um, and see what you create. Because if the pandemic taught us anything, it's that people are striving for connection. People are looking for community. Um, and so it's so important that, you know, we really answer that call, even if it doesn't look like, quote unquote, how it's supposed to be. Yeah. No, that's the message right there for sure. Um, give us a rundown of your services in terms of the grant writing, the coaching. Break that down for us um, so we can know exactly what you provide and ways in which some of the listeners can connect with you if they're interested. Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing that we have are courses. Um, so at this time, we are not providing grant writing services. I love y'all. That's the first thing that people get. Um, but let me tell you why. Um, my goal, again, is not to be the is not only to be the first, but to blaze new trails. So. I am 100% focused on helping nonprofit and small business leaders learn how to monetize their own mission. Okay. Ethically, I find that it's something wrong if I let you pay me and you ain't paying yourself. Mm-hmm. I'd rather teach you how to build your own sustainability and your own income generation than to take your money and then you keep coming back to me for grants. And so our course, The Art of Securing Grants, is really focused in on honing in and helping nonprofit and small business leaders to learn how to leverage the art of securing grants so that they can diversify their income generation in their nonprofits and small businesses. So that's uh, one of our courses that uh, we're focused um, on right now. We also have the mastermind. So after you start generating income and now you have to start thinking like a business owner. Right. <laughs> you know, now we got to multiply that thing. Now we have to expand it. Now we have to sustain it. Now we have to build um, build teams and systems and operations. And so that course is really for those leaders who are ready to scale, whether they're um, beginning leaders moving into mid or they're mid looking at how do I build at a larger scale. 
And that's a cohort based course um, where we go into deep dive into coaching into your specific income generation goals and provide you an opportunity to become a better leader, to look at your leadership style, to look at how you build your team around your leadership style, because that's a whole thing that nobody tells you when you start making money. Like when you start that that payroll, (laughs) (laughs) you start asking yourself, can I have done this myself? (laughs) Right. So we're helping leaders to think about, like, how do you hire? Right. Who what are the, the gaps in your team? so that you can build around your strengths and your weaknesses so that you can make sure that you're scaling towards um, that sustainability mark. So those are two of our courses that we offer. We do have one-on-one coaching for those who need more of a customized experience um, and you don't want to work with the cohort, you just want to work directly with a coach. And then we also have our kind of customized per context. So we have clients where we develop programming for them. Those are our six-figure clients. They're larger organizations where they need us to come in, fill a particular gap, write a particular curriculum, develop a program that leads to uh, some transformation in their organization, whether that's through recruitment, leadership development, sustainability. Um, And we also uh, work with cities who are looking to help nonprofits and small business owners uh, learn the art of securing grants or start their nonprofits. Uh, so we do a lot of, of that kind of work. And then, of course, we have our speaking um, and then we have um, also our, our content. So like, uh, again, books and, and social media. I, you know, you can go to NathalieNelsonParker.com and see all the stuff, all the things, honey. All the uh, <laughs> All the things, events, um, you know, all of that falls under what we consider content where We're providing experiences for people um, that are transformational. Awesome. Would you say these services are affordable or is there kind of a a one price for everyone? How do you break the pricing down for um, people that are interested in the services? Absolutely. I would say our services are affordable, but they're also customizable. So it really depends on what you're trying uh, to accomplish, what your specific goals are for your nonprofit or your small business. But then we have a lot of stuff that's free. Uh, so we have some free ebooks, we have a lot of freemiums, we have some t- templates, we have a YouTube page that has tons of content. Um, and so we really cater to the needs of our audience. And of course, we're going to make it accessible. That's awesome. What's the YouTube page? Um, Nathalie Nelson Parker on YouTube. Okay. so. That's consistent because that's your, what's your website? NathalieNelsonParker.com. Okay, perfect. So (laughs) what's your social media handle? Nathalie Nelson Parker. (laughs) Right. So it's consistent. Just Google me. You find me. Right. (laughs) Yeah, You guys can go to get all of the free resources that they're providing as well because, um, the service just sounds amazing again and it's a need and you guys are really needing a need so i think it's powerful to have people like yourself on these shows and these platforms to share so people can take advantage of it absolutely and thank you for building a platform like this that's amazing thank you thank you so much what would you say are some common mistakes you've seen some you know small business owners entrepreneurs make as they're trying to get off the ground. 
Yeah, I would say the top three that I see um, is number one, um, not honing in deeply on their niche. A lot of uh, a lot of us have an idea of what our business and a nonprofit should look like, but we don't have an intention behind it. And so we try to do too much too quick. We try to do too much before we build the capacity to be able to sustain it. Sustain it. We start and we stop. Uh, we don't take time out to to build a budget around what we we need to do. We don't take the time out to think about our income generation, what that needs to be on a monthly basis. It's the end of the year. If you don't have your first six contracts lined up for 2022, you not you're not being intentional. If you don't have a plan for that, if if you're not even projecting what your 2023 needs to look like or what your growth needs to be, then you're not, not being intentional. Hey guys, I'm Shari. And I'm Sharice. And we are the Optimistic Divorcees, two happily divorced women who are optimistic about life, but real about love. Catch our new podcast on your favorite podcast platform with new episodes dropping every Monday, where we talk about life, love, and everything in between. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at The Opt Divorcees. That's T-H-E-O-P-T-D-I-V-O-R-C-E-E-S. Bye. Okay, so tell us a little bit more as um, the question was, what are common mistakes that new business owners make? Tell us more about the scarcity mindset you were talking about. Yeah, so a lot of people think that when they're building their nonprofit and their small business that they have to self-fund, right? That their salary or their uh, budget is enough for them to live as well as to build their small businesses and their nonprofits. And yeah, there's going to be a level of investment that you have to, to have, but we have to move from scarcity mindset into abundance mindset. And basically, I'm going to get a little preachy. Abundance mindset is just tapping into what the word says. If the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, and everything that dwells therein, everything, and all of it, <laughs> uh, if there are, if that's, that's what is available to you. Why are you limiting yourself to the, uh, the uh, resources that are literally right in front of you? There are billions of dollars, particularly when we even just talk about grants. There are billions of dollars of grants that are left unawarded simply because people don't apply. Um, and so just changing our mindset about how we leverage the resources and the opportunities that's available to us um, by taking advantage of the resources that are out there. That's great. Can you share, do you have a success story from one of your clients that you could share? Yeah, I have so many, but um, there's one success story. Like I have people that have um, gotten with us and within a couple of weeks, they've generated 5K a month in their business. They've awesome. seen results really, really quickly because we're giving you real practical tools, um, not just how to generate income through grants, but how to generate multiple streams of income and giving you the strategies, the coaching and the, the templates in order to do that. But the one that I am so 
proud about. And um, every time I talk about her, I get a little teary eye. Uh, her name is Tiffany Henderson. She is the CEO of Pretty Women Pray Not Pray. And she came to me. Uh, she's out from the Los Angeles area. Amazing story of work that she does with young girls with self-esteem, as well as helping women, uh, particularly single moms. Uh, and so I resonate a lot with her. And I remember Tiffany called me up and she's like, well, I've been doing this nonprofit for two years. I ain't make no money. It's costing me money. <laughs> and I was like, well, come on, enroll in my course. And that was like the first iteration of the course. So she got like the, the, the first one. And I think at that, that time it was like $300. And she was like, yeah, I'm not, um, I don't know. She never enrolled. She continued to follow me, follow the free content, follow the, she, every free item I had, she downloaded. And then she came back and she's like, you know what? It's been six months. I still ain't make no money. <laughs> I'm still self-funded. And these were her words, Faith. She said, I'm going to get out of my own way. And that hit me so hard because she was able to recognize and a lot of us need to have that moment of transparency with ourselves. Like, yeah, your circumstance, your situation, it ain't the best, but the only person that's keeping you from where you want to be is yourself, mm. is your mindset, is your toxic behavior and unproductive uh, um, attitudes. Mm. And so she said that she invested in the course and this girl, in two weeks, raised her first thousand dollars in her nonprofit. Wow. And a thousand dollars is not a lot when you think about people who've generated 10K, 20K, but it was the fact that she made up her mind to do something different. Mm -hmm. Here we are a year later, and she's generating 5K in her business consistently simply by using the strategies. And now she's at the place where she's moving towards being able for her nonprofit to pay her back. Uh, and so I'm super proud of her uh, for, for just keeping it up and, and continuing to push and stretch herself to reach her goals. Mm. What obstacles, just as a young woman, right? Um, I, clearly you have had the confidence to kind of go for what you want and oh no okay <laughs> okay so tell us because you're making it sound so easy but you know oh no nah, this thing is hard don't let, <laughs> don't let the uh don't let the confidence fool you right like you just got to do stuff afraid like i'm not gonna buy i have never had this level of success i've never seen anyone in my closest proximity with this level of success so for me to say like I don't have doubts. I don't have fears. I don't have times where I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not the reality, but the reality is I'm dependent on God. Um, the reality is every day I would wake up and I want to be the best version of myself. And half the time that's just putting one step in front of the other. Mm -hmm. Um, so I would say like mindset is everything. Um, so, you know, I talked about the, the, the level of success that we've had, and I know that we have not even scratched the surface of what we are building and the impact and the lives that we're going to touch. Um, but there's a moment that I woke up and I realized we, um, so we, and I'm not saying this to boast or to brag, I'm just sharing with, with people the, the, the transparency and the realness. Uh, we just applied and received the, uh, the American Express Platinum Business card. Mm -hmm. 
And so there's, there's no limit on that. Right. So that was like a huge moment. Um, we just purchased the first vehicle for the business. And with all that success, I'm sitting at BMW like, should we get a, <laughs> should we, should we do, like the money's there? And my husband looked at me and this is to talk about that fear, that imposter syndrome, right? Yeah. He looked at me, he was like, you will, he spoke to the little girl from Far Rockaway, Queens who never had a, who went to bed hungry, who sewed her jeans together because there were holes in it and there was nothing else to wear. He looked at me and he said ever so sweetly, you will never be broke again. My God. Sometimes even when we wake up and realize that we have everything we prayed for, our mind is still shackled to our past. And it's okay to say, I'm fearful. I have limiting beliefs. I have experiences in my past that sometimes hold me back. But sometimes we gotta boss up on ourselves like Tiffany said, and get out of our own way and do that thing afraid. Uh, and trust that God will literally give us the desires of our heart that God would literally do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ever ask or think. That means not only is God going to put inside of my heart what needs to be there, but then God is gonna go above and beyond I could eat. So even if I could think it safe, yes. it's still too small. Yes. <laughs> and so that's where you know, I'm starting to change my language around things. You know, when in that moment I was like, you're right. And I accepted the rebuke. In moments where my schedule is like packed, I don't say I'm busy. I don't complain about being busy. What do I say? I said, I am being a good steward of everything that God has given in my hands because I can't focus on the dollars. I can't focus on the, the, the shiny things. I got to hone deep. I got to put that ax at that same spot every, every time. And it's gotta be about purpose. It's gotta be about people and everything else. It's up to God to give the outcomes and the results. I just gotta stay humble and be true to being the most authentic and best version of myself I can for the people that are placed in front of me. Yes, you're so right. It is about our verbiage and what we say and what we confess. And I was just talking to a friend about that, how we, you know, you share your dreams, your goals, what you're trying to do with people, what, wh whatever it is. And then when it happens, it's like we sometimes we can complain about it or get overwhelmed. But this is what you wanted. This is what you. And I also believe that God won't put more on you than what you can bear. And so we do have to wrap our brain or maybe recondition ourselves to, to speak differently, right? To read the words and the verbiage and how we, you know, um, talk about our lives and our, our load or whatever it is, right? So that was that's real. That's real. Absolutely. Mm, that was awesome. Um, and then lastly, what is some of the best advice you can give for people just to step out there, do it afraid. You you drop gems, okay? You, <laughs> um, but if, if there's any other advice or you know encouragement you could give individuals just starting out or just trying to make it like your girl Tiffany, what would that be? 
Yeah, I would say the, the framework that I use all the time. So my, my, my thing is no matter who you are, no matter where you are in life journey, stay lit. L, lead, I, innovate, T, transform. Like you gotta stay lit, right? You gotta lead yourself well. You have to know yourself. There's a misconception that um, the amount of hours you work will deter determine the amount of money you make. That's not the reality. The reality is you need to build the type of life that you can thrive, not just in your business, but in your relationships, in your family, in, in your health, right? And so you gotta, you gotta lead yourself well to be not what society and social media says that you need to be, but who does God say that you are? And what is the life that you dream and desire for yourself? And be intentional about that. Yeah. So um, I'm taking off for the holidays. I'm taking off from November to December. You ain't gonna be able to have a consultation with me. And I'm <laughs> loving on my family. We're moving into our dream home. You know what I'm saying? Like. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. I know I'm leaving money on the table. I know there's clients, but listen, I, I don't exchange money for my time anymore. That's not the life. <laughs> yes. That's not, that's not the life I designed. So I have to deal with the consequences of, of that, that behavior. Um, but I, I have a, a husband that after a pandemic, we still together and I, I still like him. Right. <laughs> he likes me a little bit sometimes, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you gotta lead yourself well because the more authentic you are with who you are, the better you can show up for others, right? Yeah. Um, so everything in my calendar is prioritized around me. I pray and walk, it's in my calendar. I'ma eat, okay, it's in my calendar. <laughs> I'm gonna walk my puppy. It's in my calendar, right? <laughs> I gotta do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go to the gym. Those are the things that are there, uh, and then everything else is built around that because I'm leading myself well. Uh, innovate, like, don't leave behind your story and the things that you love, um, because you want to do and be someone else. Like innovate, like keep taking that one thing and finding different ways uh, to, to make a difference in the world to do something new. And then the last thing, which I think is most important is transformation. Like how are you changing your life? How are you evolving into the highest ver version, vibration, realization yeah. of yourself? Because that internal transformation will allow you to help other people transform and communities to transform. That's awesome. That's that's awesome. How do you stay motivated yourself? How do you push forward yourself? Because I think that's the big and this is I promise this is my last question, but <laughs> I think that's the biggest issue or hurdle that a lot of people have to go through. It's like, OK, no one's I don't have a manager to report to anymore. Right. So it's just me. How do I wake up and have this drive every single day? How do you do that? All right, I'm gonna tell y'all something I ain't never tell nobody. Y'all, the fact that those who listen to this <laughs> podcast is getting it first. This is exclusive. Yes. I rest, I take naps, honey, okay? <laughs> because I, I, I'm a creator. So I need my imagination. Mm -hmm. I need my mind to be sharp. I need to eat uh, in a way that is healthy. Like I notice very quickly that certain foods give me mental cloudiness. Mm. 
um, fried foods, foods that have like I have a very low sugar tolerance. So like okay. I I had to, and and people don't realize how much how you treat yourself is going to impact the outcome of your life. Yep. And so I pretty Mondays is my Sabbath. My husband already knows when he leaves the house, leave me alone. Right. Um, Cause I'm a read, I'm a walk, I'm gonna do the the things that I need to do so I can. Um, somebody from my community was like, "Natalie, you give us so much," and I said, "That's because I'm I am operating from an overflowing cup. I take care of myself so that I can take care of other people." Yes. Um, and so, so that's one thing. Um, uh, and then the second thing is, I am very stingy about my time. Like if your mission values don't align with me, then there there's no reason. Like I just hopped off a meeting the other day. I was like, before I got on this this, this recording, mm-hmm. I said, um, I'm going to be out because this is not what I thought it would be. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> just because you don't respect your time, don't mean I'm going to let you disrespect my time. Yes. And so I don't have conversations with certain people. I create boundaries quick and I do that with everything. Like my mom called me the other day and said something. I was like, well, let me set a boundary right here. And that's my mama. Yeah. Because I know what I need. Um, And then the third thing is like your environment. Who are your mentors? Who are your coaches? I hang around millionaires. I am on my way to being a millionaire. Right. Because I learn from them. Uh, and one thing that my mentor, uh, Dr. Eric Thomas, says that I think is so important. He said, you must, you can, you will, and you must be demanding. Hmm. You must be demanding. You have to, you have to teach people how to treat you. You have to prioritize your family because your clients are not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's what I think is so important. And again, when you set, when that is your priority, yeah, money, partnerships, grants, funding organizations, all of those things align because you're going to you, the, you're going to attract what you are. So if you're broke, you're going to attract broke people. Yeah. If you went stinking thinking, you're going to attract stinking thinking people. But if you become the highest version of yourself you're going to attract people that respect your boundaries, Mm -hmm. uh, that honor your mission, vision, and purpose that are going to partner with whatever you're doing. Awesome. This was so amazing. Thank you so much for your time, for sharing your expertise. And um, everybody listening, make sure to check her out. Last one more time, what's your email address? And this is the same handle you can check on her YouTube page and Instagram page. What's your full name for everybody that want to reach you? Absolutely. And thank you, Faith. Uh, and I just want to continue to encourage you with this platform and the work you're doing. It is so important. Uh, and thank you for allowing me to space. And thank you to all of your listeners. Y'all, y'all amazing. Y'all rock. Hey, we dancing. Hey. <laughs> Uh, so you can reach out to us uh, via email info at NathalieNelsonParker.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at NathalieNelsonParker.com. 
Uh, and then uh, we're also, we have tons of content on YouTube. Please do hit the bell, subscribe, get notifications at NathalieNelsonParker.com as well as website, NathalieNelsonParker.com. And if you didn't know, I'm NathalieNelsonParker.com. <laughs> Play so many. I wrote notes and I took away your um, acronyms. I'm a big acronym girl. So lit, lead, innovate, transform. I love it all. MVP, MVP, mission, vision, purpose. Let's go. I'm ready. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Thank you so much again. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night. I'm Dana, a.k.a. DanaMike781 across the social medias, and I am here to tell you about my podcast that is currently streaming on your favorite listening platform. It's called This Should Be in a Book. People often tell me that the things I say should be in a book, but I didn't want to write a book. So I decided to release my knowledge podcast style. New episodes are available every Monday, and you'll be able to listen to my insight on this thing called life, three points into poem style, minus the poem. <laughs> so after you finish listening to this podcast, head on over to This Should Be In A Book to listen and subscribe. Hope you enjoy. So for the wrap today, I kind of want to reiterate some of what was discussed throughout the show um, this woman is a mover and a shaker. I have truly, you know, been really impressed. And I followed her and her husband um, and their, um, you know, social media and what they've been doing. And they've really been making a huge impact. But just a quick wrap is just, you know what? Do it afraid. Um, and I know the push and the shove on social media is always for entrepreneurship, but but we recognize that that isn't everyone's path. If it is not your path, what are you doing on your job? How are you impacting the people around you in your community? Um, how can you be a better version of yourself? And that's really what I'm taking from my conversation with um, Natalie today is really how can you be a better version of yourself um, putting your best foot forward, showing up in ways you've never shown up before and kind of digging deep and honing in on what your true strengths are, what your weaknesses are and um, creating spaces to become better. And I think that's something important for us to think about. So if you're a teacher, how can you teach better, right? If you are um, a leader in your organization, how can you lead better? How can you be a commun better communicator? Um, if you are seeking to get out of your full-time job and you want to work for yourself, in what ways can you provide a service or a product that will impact people um, and that will um, improve the lives of the people that you're looking to sell to, right? Because we know being an entrepreneur, you have to sell. You have to be confident. You have to know how to speak up for yourself. You have to know how to really present. And that takes practice, right? That takes practice. So how are you practicing? What is your niche? What are you really, truly good at? I've read a lot of books and I've been told, and I know this to be true. Um, you know, it's like, I can't think of the statement that um, that's that I want to say, but what have you mastered, right? Sometimes we try to have our hands in way too many cookie jars and we haven't really mastered 
one thing. What can you dig deep on, hone in on and master? and then get out there and sell and present. And then once you master something, you're gonna be confident, right? So I think a lot of times that confidence comes from being having that, uh, being self-assured and who you are and what you have to offer, right? So what can we do better in terms of managing our time? Like all of this is coming out to me. How can we manage our time better? Um, how can we, um, create those boundaries she, she talked about. What boundaries do we need to create in terms of prioritizing our time, our energy, who's occupying our space, and how we're occupying our own mindset as well. What is that mindset? Um, what are we feeding ourselves mentally, physically, emotionally? All of those things um, are to be considered and to be thought about in terms of Hey, I'm trying to go to the next level. What can I do to put myself in a better position physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually to get me where I ultimately want to go? And how do I need to step out on faith? How do I need to, you know, break out of my fear of failure or fear of not making it or fear of not being accepted or rejection? You know, a lot of us have some kind of fear when it comes to doing many things, right? And when we're talking about business, when we're talking about stepping up, whether it be um, entrepreneurial pursuits or stepping up in our own companies, a lot of times we are afraid to step out of a comfort zone. But if we're trying to be great and go to the next level, most times you will have to step out of that comfort zone and do something afraid and you never know, you never ever know what you're gonna do or who you can truly be when you stay complacent. So that's the wrap for today, guys. I took so many great nuggets from the conversation. I uh, hope you guys did as well. Um, definitely check her out, go to her website. She mentioned she has free resources. So take full advantage of the free. And like she said, this world, I've been noticing the, the latter half of this year, I've been using the term abundance, abundant and abundance. What does that mean for you? And there is an abundance of information, as she said, an abundance of resources, an abundance of money and um, programs that are there for us to tap into. Have you been tapping into it? Have you even looked at it? Let's go. Let's stay lit. Lead, innovate, and transform. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks again for tuning in to today's show. Please follow Faith Over Everything podcast on the following social media platforms. Faith Over Everything underscore podcast on Instagram. Or you can find us at Faith Over Everything podcast on Facebook. If you have any additional questions, suggestions, or would like to be a guest, feel free to email me directly at faithovereverythingpodcast, the number one at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, share, and like on all of the platforms. I am looking forward to engaging with you guys and have a great day.